Hey guys, this is Ariana Evans, and you are listening to I See You Mama, a podcast where we talk mom to mom about the stuff that matters to us. And <laughs> the tagline is um, growing souls without losing our own. And uh, so that's what we have. We have guests every week who come on and talk about what they're excited about. My guest today is Mandy Wallace. Hi. And Mandy has how many kids? Three. Three kids. Three lovely children. Yes. <laughs> They're lovely all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the time. They're every angels. corner. Every corner of the world. <laughs> and the reason why I brought Mandy on the podcast is she has been the last two years on the road in an RV with her children and husband. Yes. And uh, she still is sane, y'all. She's still, she's still like a functioning human. We've which, made the transition back to real life. Yeah, and so they're they're back off the road. But I want to talk to her about um, her trip and how that happened. So let's start with um, what possessed you to be like, let's just buy an RV mm. and take all of our children and go somewhere for um, a long time. <laughs> um, my husband got fired. Oh, he well, lost his job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was the, um, we didn't really bill it at that at the time. We just, you know, it was a career change, but now like, you know, everything's settled and he, we, he lost his job and we just looked at each other in a weird panicked week and just said, what next? What are we yeah. going to do? Um, and we had talked about living remotely. Um, when my two, when I, we only had two kids, my, when my boys were little, yeah. um, we were renting a house in East Nashville. We couldn't find anything we could afford. Um, and we were like, well, what if we just worked? Joe had a job at the time that was remote. And we were like, well, what if we just bought an RV? And lo and behold, that was something he'd always, always dreamed of. He loves driving big things, <laughs> which I never have ever thought about. But he is really he from Texas? It. He's from Alabama. Oh, oh. So he yeah, drove like a lot of tractors things. and golf carts and four-wheelers growing <laughs> up. And, you know, just always loved it. And then he it. moved to the city. I miss having, like, extracurricular vehicles. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Off-road. Off-road things. Out. Yeah. Um, and so... That first, I mean, the first day was like, you know, I, I go automatically into, that's all right. We're going to be fine. What are we going to do? And he was kind of emotional and not knowing what to do. And then by Wednesday, I was like, all right, so updating your resume. What are we going to do really? <laughs> What's the real? Okay. Okay. Um, and Did he have severance or anything to like So that first the... week, we didn't know. Like it was, a, it was really all of a sudden, um, and he ended up getting a severance, yes. Okay. Uh, eventually but at for those first five days we just had no idea like we just we have a budget I looked at our savings I was like okay we don't have to get a job tomorrow but we do have to talk about what the plan is and we have this many weeks that we can live off our savings and we, yeah you know cut everything that was not essential yeah um so this is Were not you... like a rush but we do need to rush yeah a little bit. a little <laughs> a little a lot Look, of fire under your behind thankfully we had you know, like the three to six month savings, like yeah. we had, we had a chunk, but it wasn't um, going to last forever. So yeah, we just kind of, do we want to stay in Nashville? Do we want to move or do we want to do this RV thing? Yeah. Um, and out of school, I taught kindergarten and first grade. Okay. So we had were always. Were you working at the time when he lost his job or were you yeah, staying home? Yeah. I had a part time, I've had a part time job. Um, I just quit in December, but I've been a grant writer. Um, okay. 
working from home like a contract writer okay. um, ghost and copywriting um so I had a part-time job but it's like paltry compared to like we lived yeah. off his income and then yeah. my income was kind of extra Gravy. yeah <laughs> exactly like, um, we're gonna go out to eat mama got paid that's right, <laughs> that's right. so I had taught school before I had experience yeah. teaching how to read and basic math and when we couldn't find a house then we were like oh well I could always homeschool the boys for those first couple of years. Yeah. Um, How old were they when this all went down? So we first started talking about an RV when the boys were little. So this is before anything, pre-K or anything. Um, And then we ended up buying a house, pre-K, kindergarten, had another baby. Yeah. And we, the RV thing, like, you know, puff. But then when Joe lost his job, um, let's see, my youngest was... um, turning two that summer my oldest was turning seven okay and my middle had just turned five okay so um we had already enrolled in a school we were part of a school family my middle was in pre-k at ross and um my little one you know was home with me while i worked part-time yeah um and so we were like well okay and so joe started interviewing for just remote jobs yeah um, because we didn't want to leave Nashville. We knew we wanted to settle back here. I mean, unless there was like some amazing job opportunity somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we wanted, we love our neighborhood. We love our neighbors. Um, and it wasn't like we're going to travel forever. We kind of gave ourselves, we'll do it for 12 months, maximum five years. Cause then our high school, oldest, yeah, <laughs> middle school, exactly. Our oldest would be in seventh grade. And for me, like that's when I started playing sports and theater. Yeah. And if you're going to be in band or peer, it's like, stern, it turns from like parent focus to peer. Exactly. Focus. And you can't make that up if Nuh-uh. you're in an RV with four other people. <laughs> like you can do a band, but only so it's much. It's just a little band. <laughs> it's it's a, a tiny, tiny band. And it's only as much as your parents know how to do. So <laughs> there's a little exposure problem. Also. Exactly. So, so we knew we'd be back. Um, so that was kind of the plan when we set off and yeah we spent the all of our savings and that severance on an rv and we had never spent a night in an rv <laughs> until we bought one was it a pop-up or like a no it was, it was a, a 36 foot class a motorhome big honking it was a big a brand, did you get a new one brick no it was a 2006 <sighs> It looked really new. Okay. Um, and we traced the origin. So, like, the first guy who bought it in 2006 or seven, got foreclosed on when the stock market crashed. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he had only had it for, like, a year. And we don't know how much he used it. And then the guy who bought it from wherever it was, the auction or whatever, used it in Montgomery, Alabama, to drive from Montgomery to Auburn, which is, like, a 45-minute drive. Like Once a year for football games. For football games. <laughs> yep. So it had fifteen thousand miles, which is oh, nothing. Not it was a yeah. diesel. It was an Allison transmission. Comments. I'm saying like, like I know what this is. But <laughs> my daddy said it was a good car. <laughs> um, Wait, where are you from? Uh, I am Northeast Ohio, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Michigan and then Ohio. You don't have a northern twang. I've, um, no, but my southern, You've assimilated. my southern will start coming out now that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was born in Mississippi, but oh, you we only lived there for two years. My dad was in grad school, and then okay. we moved uh, north. You don't sound like you're from oh, he's Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Got some milk. <laughs> That's in Michigan. Is it the, I don't know all the little keywords. There's funny, little, like in East Texas, there's ol. Mm, ol. Ol. Mm-hmm. 
because there's a lot of people who work in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Oil. <laughs> when so when Joe and I were dating, he invited me to go to his um, sister's engagement party. Yeah, which was a shrimp bowl. What is a shrimp bowl? So it's a. I was telling my parents, I was like, I've been invited to this party, and I don't know what it is, but there's some sort of bowl. With shrimp. With shrimp. <laughs> and I, I don't know, and I realized it was a boil. So oh, like, a shrimp. <laughs> when we shrimp got bowl. There, I thought we're going to a shrimp now, bowl. Now, it says oil and a bowl. Right. I'm going to bowl it. I got you exactly. now. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to, but it sounds like fun. It's a bowl. <laughs> a shrimp bowl. <laughs> We're going to jump in bowls of shrimp. <laughs> See, we all have our little, there's little colloquialisms all over East, all over the U.S. I love all those little, mm-hmm. I love them in, in American English and I love them in British English. Like, I love all those little, like, things. The regional. People. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, when my co-host says Egypt, I'm like, I love that. <laughs> Egypt? She's from Scotland, so. Oh. She says Egypt. Egypt. Like an idiot. Egypt. 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 Right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I adore that stuff. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. say it again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes. we went totally. So you never slept in an RV, never yeah. managed an RV, which no. is a whole big thing. Yes. Which you had to learn on the fly. We did. Did they so- give you like a, t- like a, a tutorial at the pickup place? Like, here's how you... And <laughs> the toilet tank. No. What? So um, Joe is a learner. He just loves to like take knowledge in. And yeah. he um, really took, I mean, actually part of our deal with the RV was that he was going to deal with everything <laughs> bathroom related. Cause I'm I not doing any like, poop. I will live in the RV, but I'm not going to deal with that because that's not something I want to learn. Um, so he dealt with learning how to drive it. I mean, he's amazing. He figured yeah. it all out. And he's great. And in Tennessee, you don't need a special license, which is terrifying. So watch out when you're to on the drive road. drive a big mm-hmm. honking. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than a, it's almost the size of a semi. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it has air brakes, which is like, in most states, you have to get a certification at least to drive something with <laughs> air brakes. <laughs> like, not in Tennessee. Well, <laughs> We're lucky, Tennessee. y'all. <laughs> just just get up there. If you can reach the pedals, mm-hmm. you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we figured, we did the... I figured out the homeschool stuff, like what we had to do to Curriculum. register. And yeah, but that got on the back burner. I mean, we just had to figure out how to live in an yeah. RV first. And were you were you under like oh, an umbrella school, like the farm or whatever? No, I just signed up directly through Davidson County. I mean, through Metro. Okay. Yeah. I didn't cool. realize there was another way to do it. I just, <laughs> like I went to the website and followed the like, instructions. Here's that. Okay. Okay. Tennessee also is very easy on that. You don't. I mean, you have to show that you've got a GED or graduated high school. Um, to teach? Show, to teach your own children. Yeah. You have to. That's all that's required? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Good to know. Yep. And uh, I could homeschool my kids, y'all. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I might not make it. But, <laughs> you do have uh... to sign a paper saying you won't homeschool anybody else's child. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. But, okay. but uh, you can. Yeah, it doesn't take much in Tennessee. And there's no... At the end of the year, you fill out a sheet of paper that is a calendar. You literally like write the number four, as in I taught four instructional hours over 180 days, and you submit that to Metro. Okay. And they say, great, check. Good job. And we've met people on the road where you know they've got to check in once a week, or they've got to do monthly reports, and they've got to oh, have wow. portfolios of their child's work, and there's none of that in Tennessee. So. You could just... 
Peace out. Not teach them anything. You could. You've got to turn in that attendance record because they care about truancy. And you, but but are you learning things? I don't know. (laughs) You do. You have to take the standardized test starting in fifth grade. Okay. Um, but I, I think that's the umbrella school like idea. Like the TCAP and the, what, mm-hmm. the whatever Tennessee that is. Tennessee Ready or I don't know I don't what know. the different grades. They change the name. They, yeah. All the time. Yeah. So there's some sort of, there are supposed to be some standards, but um, I think there's ways that you can, you know, decline them if you want, if you really want to. Wow. Yeah. That sounds uh, like way too much freedom for me. I would be like, I need somebody to tell me mm-hmm. what the syllabus is mm-hmm. and the deadlines. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, I'm like, we all want to go to the pool? Okay, let's go. <laughs> well, that's not being physical education. Right, that's right. PE. PE every day. We're going to the pool. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, so I guess I was eclectic homeschooling is what you would call it, where I used the curriculum that our school was using because it was free. It was a PDF I could download online. Okay. And it was a scripted program. So it would be okay. like, teacher says, blah, blah, blah. Students say, blah, blah, blah. Teacher says, blah, blah, You know, um, and quickly realized that the tears and pain was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so I pared it down. And, and by our last semester together, we, we had a really good time. Um, we kind of got in a good flow. But yeah. the, that first, those first, that first year was really hard adjusting. Well, it's hard to, like, at different levels you're teaching and, like, you have to have this much instruction and mm-hmm. I need you. Like, if we just sit down here at the table where we are in my dining room, surrounded by the crazy, and we just try to do homework, like, there somebody is crying mm-hmm. at all times. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Why do we have to? <sighs> why? Right. I want to cry. No. <laughs> right. It might be me who's crying. It just might be me. Right. Yeah, it was, so we were in an RV, and we would basically take all the breakfast dishes off the table and then begin working. Um, we would do one-on-one, and uh, and then the two-year-old would just fun for herself. Like, just <laughs> Go stay feral. in the RV and find something to do, because <laughs> I can't look at you right now. I have to do this. Um, so she's become very independent. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have a, my youngest would be. What was it? His his was the one. He was the one that like I was like, okay, let's just see where you go. He decided to crawl out the front door. I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. He got down the front steps of the house, and was leaving for the sidewalk. And then he got to the sidewalk while I'm falling behind him. Like, what? How far is this gonna go? Like, when are you gonna look back and be like, mm, I've gone too far? No, he mm. would just have. I think he would have made it to the end of the block. And he was six months old mm-hmm. well I just like walked behind him I'm like this is very curious mm-hmm. I must never let you out of my sight <laughs> it was a good experience of childhood hmm. inquiry <laughs> you are way too adventurous for your body size mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true so you're on the road did you stay in Tennessee or did you where'd you go mm. so do you have a whole um, map of where you've been? We do. You do? We do. Yeah. We um, So we made, uh, at the beginning, we kind of figured that it would be best to work on a weekly schedule because Joe had to work Monday through Friday. And the okay. first employer that he had, it was like a nine to five. Like they wanted him to be available from nine to five. Logged in, doing mm-hmm. something. So we ended up doing travel days were Sunday. Okay. And we kind of made like, if we keep it within 300 miles, then that's like a doable travel day. Right. Um, and at first, because we'd spent all of our money, we, um, 
didn't have any money to buy like a tow bar, which mm-hmm. is a pretty expensive thing. So I would drive separately with the kids. Okay. The kids were with me and the, and the, we had an Acura and the, and Joe would take the RV and then like we would just meet up because I couldn't watch him drive it because it would make me nervous because <laughs> it's so big. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I'm, you need to go. Yeah, exactly. I'll, just just, I'll see you in Boston. We're fine. <laughs> um, so we would go 300 miles, and um, we basically. So our first trip was to um, Percy Priest. Okay. Uh, seven. That's real close. Yeah. It, well, so it's halfway between East Nashville, where we knew we had people if we needed help, and also my parents are in Mount Juliet. Oh, okay. Um, well, technically, our first night was in Mount Juliet in my parents half in my parents' driveway and half on the street because we couldn't get it in their driveway. Uh, and then the second night was in their, like, neighborhood parking lot. Um, and then we moved. Violating the HOA. Oh, all def- over the get, yeah, Daddy had to get special permission. Of course. Um, but then we went to seven, and it was good because in the first night, we completely filled the gray tank. Um, just Did like, it overflow? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. So... Also, we had invited my um, niece and mother-in-law to come hang out with us okay. for a week in the summer. And then when all this stuff happened at early June, um, my mother-in-law was like, well, are, are Emma and I still invited to come? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be in an RV. And I don't know where, but you are welcome to join us. You can sleep in a tent next to the RV. Right. So we had seven people in our RV oh my gosh. for the first couple of nights. And that first night... We gave everybody showers after swimming in the lake, and the, my son was the last to go, and he was like, um, I'm standing in water, and we were like, oh, that's okay, let's just go for a walk, I'm sure it'll drain, and then we got back, and there was water all over the, like, it had backed up into the kitchen sink, like, oh. and there was water all over the floor, and so Oops. on our first night after the sun had already set, Joe had to take everything down, pull on the slides go to the dump station and dump in the dark so it was his first time dumping and then come back park back into a spot which this is like his second time ever parking because the first time was just that morning right <laughs> and oh um gosh, re-level put out the slides oh and we found out that i mean not surprising but rvs are not put together very well right and so yes. someone just had never glued the pipe it, like under the sink, the drain pipe, no one had ever like glued that. It was yeah. just stuck together. And the guy who had used it had just used it for tailgating. He probably never even filled the tank. Right. And so it had never been tested. And we tested it the first night. Testing it out right now. Mm. So yeah, there was a very steep learning curve. But after that, we would <laughs> um, we would just travel once a week. So we would go on Sunday. We went up to the northeast, up to Maine, where my aunt summers, um, to Acadia. And then back down, the idea was to go, um, my family's for Thanksgiving in Northeast Pennsylvania, Northeast Ohio and Pennsylvania, and then down through Nashville and to Alabama for Christmas. Okay. Um, What we didn't realize is how cold it is in the Northeast. So all the campgrounds had closed. You know, like, oh, you're thinking, oh, Thanksgiving, it's not that cold. Yeah, it is. But it's cold up there. And so we were snowed in in Pennsylvania in in November. Anyway, we 
learned a lot that first <laughs> the first trip. You got snowed in in your RV? I in... mean, it was really cold and our water our hoses would freeze oh, and it snowed man. all all yeah, it was it was very cold. We only That's went how people winterize their RVs, mm-hmm. right? Or just stay in the southwest. <laughs> go Don't go north. Yeah, so only I, in the summer. Right. After that first cuz we were like, well, we need to visit our family cuz they are nervous about us hitting the road and we need to show them that like we're going to come visit them and now we've got these weeks to spend with them and which yeah. was really lovely. We got yeah. to spend a week in my grandmother's like driveway in Ohio and then she passed away a couple months later. Oh. So it was really great to get to spend time instead yeah. of just like coming up for Thanksgiving, yeah. eating and leaving. Um, <laughs> We're just here for the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good to see y'all. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, Can I do dishes? Okay, no? Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> so then after that, we kind of said like we are chasing 70 so like 70 mean? degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just made this um, like a big southwest loop and then up to the northwest. We went up to Canada and... Um, In the summer. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> and then we came down the coast and um, this winter we went down into the Baja Peninsula, like all oh, the way yeah. down. Um, In California. Two months in Mexico. Like wow. Down the tip. Um, it was awesome. And then this sounds like a dream trip, by the way. I'm, <laughs> my husband would be like, "This is hell," and I'd be like, oh, "I love every minute." Well, <laughs> it's funny now because, of course, you only remember. You know, it's like childbirth. It's like you, you don't totally remember forget. The good part. Yeah, like you don't remember the pain or this agony or just uh, waiting to bit. actually deliver. Like you just, I mean, you a don't little bit. I love it. Again. I remember <laughs> enough that you're okay having another child. <laughs> Like selective like, amnesia. Do you okay. remember when I first saw your face? Right. So like the memories right now that are coming up from a year ago, Labor Day last year, we were on Bainbridge Island, which is outside across from Seattle. Okay. And we were leaving on Labor Day and our RV stopped and wouldn't go up this hill in this neighborhood. Whoa. Quaint little neighborhood, 25 miles per hour. Wouldn't go up the hill. And we had to get it towed. And it was Labor Day. And then we had to spend the night in a repair shop, like out in the RV, because no one was coming to work until the next day. But the guy was like, "Yeah, you can just spend the night in the like yard. It's lo- you know, I'll give you the code to come in." And, mm. um, so the fix was like one hundred and fifty dollars, but the tow was like eleven hundred dollars <gasps> because it's a big rig cool. tow. I mean, it was just the most painful. And now it's like, oh, remember Labor Day when we were. <laughs> Code like our huge thing, and but at the time it was like, what's going on? How much is this gonna cost? Like, when are we ever gonna be able to drive it again? You know, we didn't know what was wrong. It was just yeah. a lot of ner- There was a lot of nerve wracking moments, but now it's like, oh, remember we survived? <laughs> it was so good. It was so fun. Those That's pictures how, are so pretty. I remember everything. I'm like, what? It's so yeah. nice. Right. The pictures show just it was just beautiful the whole time. <laughs> So. The parts where we're like, I cannot stand to look at your face mm. another minute. <laughs> I need to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would, we, we realized, well, I realized it was like, we could go six weeks. Yeah. So we could come home, see people. And then after about six weeks, if we hadn't seen anybody that we knew, or if we hadn't connected with anybody at a campground. Yeah. Joe, we would both just start kind of losing our minds. Yeah. Like just needing other adults (laughs) like uh, someone other than just us yeah um and and there were some dicey moments i mean it's it's stressful it's a high stress to be on the road constantly and yeah 
your house might break down and your house might break down that's so weird to say right it's like it could be the plumbing or it could be the motor like you know wow. hmm. there are a lot of things i don't think about like yeah. that's a separate thing out there parked in the garage in the driveway i don't think about it breaking down right, right. as opposed i was you know in terms of like where i live i'm not really worried about the van <laughs> right like there's a bus that comes i could really if i'm desperate right and you can walk places. And, right. Right. And then yeah. there, there's some places we were in a place where it would be fun to find transportation. And then some places we were in like Bryce, Nevada, outside of Death Valley. And like if we need to go somewhere, we just have to ask somebody to take us to town, which was, you know, miles away. Yeah. To, you know, if, we, if so something crazy. happened. So, yeah. So you spent two years. I want to know how each of your kids felt about this. Okay. Because I imagine, like, in my head, I'm like, well, the youngest, she wouldn't even really know. Yeah, she had no idea. She (laughs) loved it. (laughs) Like, this is normal life. What? She had just turned two when we started. Okay. So, I mean, you know, at that age, it's just, they want to be around your family anyway. Yeah. Um, And she, you know, didn't remember having friends or didn't didn't remember. No concept of privacy. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. no, she learned, she potty trained really easily. I, I delayed because it took, it was such a beast with the boys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing this until she can pull up her own pants and you know, all this, you know, all those things. You're like, yeah. I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> and then, she, you know, she just, we were in Rhode Island and it was just like, it is time. Like, she's so ready. She knows, she knows. Yeah. It took a week and she was fine. I was like, oh, this is what people say when. It really only takes a couple of days, and they get it. Like yeah. I didn't realize that really happened. I thought it was a lie. So it was so hard. I think with those my were boys. just all girls. And maybe <laughs> I mean, because I never had one. I was like, oh no! Like it took six months. Like that's yeah. Those people are just saying that they don't get it. They can't do it on their own. I think there's the aiming factor. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Because that was a, that's still a problem yeah. at our house. That's why the boys have to clean the toilets because I'm tired of cleaning <laughs> that mess up. Like so, y'all need to hit the water every time, right? Or you're scrubbing this toilet until you go to college. So we <laughs> switched to a compost toilet. Oh, mid trip because okay. our toilet kept breaking because RVs probably again they not are. put together well. Yeah, and if you have a seven year old and a five year old flushing with a foot pedal, yeah. Um, probably something's going to break. It's made yeah. of plastic. Mm. So finally we replaced it with a composting toilet, which has mostly metal. Um, and you have to sit down to urinate. And so teaching boys how to now turn around and sit down yes. and breaking the habit of standing took a little while because yeah. like, you don't think, Oh no, like every time you need to sit down and now you need to aim for this hole. Right. <laughs> like, so that was, but once they got it, it was great. It, it, that saved a lot of pain and heartache. Well, what do you do with all the stuff that you compost? Um, you... So you buy coconut uh, husk. It's ground up and, de- and dehydrated, basically. Okay. And then you hydrate it a little bit with some water, and then you put it in the tank. And then um, after it's full, um, and so every time you go to the bathroom, you, well, if you just urinate, you're just filling a thing that you you just have to, it's like a jug you like pick up and take to the, wherever that either dump or toilet in the campground or whatever okay. and dump the urine. 
And then um, the composting part, you go to the bathroom and then you throw away the toilet paper. So just like in Mexico or... Right, we can't flush that stuff. Exactly. Um, My parents' house. (laughs) (laughs) They have a septic septic, tank. Exactly. Um, So you throw that away and then uh, you just like turn a handle and it mixes the coconut hull with the fecal matter. And so it covers the smell. Okay. It like absorbs the smell. And... um, and, and then, then we bought you... like compostable um, trash bags. Okay. So you have to scoop slash dump it into the bag, and then you take the bag and you, if you don't have a compostable, I guess maybe you would cut holes in it because the whole point is that it will hopefully do something in a landfill somewhere, right? And help make soil. But so is it okay to dump like all of your poop in a trash can? I'm. Pr- Pretty sure that's what happens again. <laughs> I'm not in charge. Of You're not the in charge. Of this. <laughs> like this not dealing with that. Out of my scope of knowledge, <laughs> I have no idea. It disappeared from. I would have idea. all these questions. Like, is this legal? What? Yeah, it's funny too who you ask because the older generation, like the gray tank, which is um, gray water, like so dish soap, any you know sink, shower hand, dish, yes, yeah. shower dish, anything not toilet, um, that's black tank. So the gray tank they used to just let it out like yeah. into the gravel of your yeah. camping, you know? And so like that's frowned upon now. Yeah. But if you ask like my dad and his brother, they're just like, well, yeah, that's what everybody does. Like, well, not anymore. That's <laughs> not really okay. But yeah. I'm sure people do. That's so bad. Like it's probably TMI. People are like, what Why are you asking this? Are you? I'm like, I'm very curious about poop. I don't know. Mm. Oh, but you, so you were asking about my kids and how they felt yes, about it. Yes, how they feel about it. So the two, yeah, two-year-old, oh, we went into potty training. That's potty training, yes. So she had no idea. And the only thing that was a little bit tricky with her is that when she was three and a half and we came back for the holidays last year, had a really hard time with younger children. Because she is very used to her brothers just either giving her the toy or giving her something else to yes. placate her. Yes. Um, and so having a younger kid coming, she like couldn't handle it. And I was like, oh, we've un- we haven't socialized our child. Like, you know, like pup- puppy socialization. Like, we haven't socialized our child. Like, what have we done? And she's fine. Like, oh, she's, I know. Plenty of youngest children who still act like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're grown. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the other t- so the boys, um, it was hard at first. There were a lot. I mean, a lot of big emotions about yeah. not going to school and not seeing their their neighbors or their best friends and mm. um, really missing them. So we would do things like you know schedule like a FaceTime once a week with the friends and um, try to do that so that they could feel connected, especially those first few months because we had no idea what we were doing. Every yeah. routine was different. Our bedtime routine was different. Our breakfast routine, you know, like. And it was just us. There was yeah. no, you know, we weren't even to the point where we felt comfortable, like, just go play on the playground. Like, I don't have to see, you know, like, we were just weren't yeah. comfortable yet with, like, campground life. Yes. Um, which eventually we got much more, like, there's a playground, go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Go meet someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they, um, I think my middle will still say he didn't like it. Yeah. Um. At one point, I said, oh, they have this big map of the United States. We could put, like, our route that we took on this map in your room. And he was like, what? And remember when we had no friends? 
Oh, which is just like heartbreaking. <laughs> like, thanks for the daggers, kid. I'm so, I'm so oh. sorry I did this to you. Um, and remember when we had no friends. Oh my god. I mean, I think I'm still dealing with like guilt of like we pulled them out and did this, you know, like and trying to make up to them for like indulging us. Um, but my oldest child, when this summer, so we ended up cutting our short trip short abruptly. We were supposed to be coming back like this month yeah. um, at the time of the recording, September. Um, and anyway, we can get into why we cut it off, but we ended up going back. We had stored the RV in California and we ended up, instead of going back and doing this big like rainbow across the country and up to Upper Peninsula of Michigan this summer, yeah. we ended up just driving straight back to Nashville in a week. Okay. Um, and my oldest was like, I wish that we had like a month instead of like a week like to get back yeah, yeah like he he had he into gotten it. into it yeah. yeah which i mean he's nine so at that point it did get really cool and he did realize that we were getting to see a lot of really cool stuff that we don't get to see yeah because we can't just drive to all the national parks on the west coast right you know i mean and they're flying a family of five is no. impossible i mean it's really it's like two grand you're dropping two grand every time you go if you're just doing the cheap, like the cheap just, right like right. months ahead no just, luggage right like yeah. you're just taking your backpack that's <laughs> yeah that, that's how we that's how we did it one time it's coming back this summer it was like we're gonna take the cheap flight everyone's bringing a carry-on yeah if we need to get something we'll buy it there right. like we just uh we, we're saving $60 each, so that's your allowance for what. <laughs> but that was one of our, I mean, Joe and I have always loved travel. Yeah. Um, and especially as adults, we'd gotten into traveling um, together, and we had done some trips internationally, but never with our kids because yeah. it's so dang expensive. Yeah. Um, and there were all these things we wanted to see, and there's just, you can't drive to it. Yeah. You know, there's only so far you can do with work with school with yes and then just being in a car frankly that long yeah um, so that was kind of this trip was our like everybody's like oh your kids have like that's gonna be the best experience i'm like yeah that's great no it was for us like, yeah this was for us totally yeah. we picked all the places we wanted to go and did it you know dream I know, <laughs> so i have a my middle guy whenever we go on long trips like we're away me and the kids are away every summer for like three weeks mm -hmm. And um, he hates it. He is such a homebody. He's like, what if Papa is lonely? I'm like, mm. you can FaceTime him. What if Papa um, doesn't, like, he's really worried about his dad. He's yeah. like, well, what if he doesn't have enough food? I'm like, he also knows how to, how to cook. Contrary I mean, to contrary to popular opinion and belief and habit here, because I'm the one who does most of the cooking. Um, he does know how to cook. I promise. <laughs> He's just really worried about his stuff and his bed and his, I'm like, which is the opposite of how I am. And so I'm, I, I have trouble with empathy when I'm like, listen, buddy, <laughs> go play with your cousins. I mean, he loves being with his cousins, mm -hmm. but he doesn't like being away from home for yeah. so long mm -hmm. and not having a place that's his. I wonder like for him, if an RV would be like a, oh yeah, this is home base. Like yeah. having a home base, even mm -hmm. if it's mobile mm -hmm. for him. I, think I don't know. Once I started loosening up the reins, like, um, like again, that first year was just, there was so much learning for everybody going on and adjusting yeah. and, um, 
And then the second year, I was like, I've got to figure out this homeschooling thing because this is miserable. Yeah. Um, for everybody, including me, tears all the time from everybody, including me. And um, we did a writing thing, and it was like, you know, right on the bottom of your flip flop. You know, it was it was kind of like an out of the box writing um, yeah. thing with my favorite homeschool writing person. But um, I, at that point, I was like, oh, one of the things was writing with dry erase markers on mirrors. Okay. And in the RV, we had these huge, like, closet mirrors that I would, like, we would clean every week of all the fingerprints. <laughs> and then I was like, what are we doing? And so one day, they we started using um, the backs of paper bags, and they ended up making, like, a control room in the back room. And nice. just everywhere was covered with drawings, which was funny because when I was growing up, like I wasn't allowed to put stickers on anything. Oh, I wasn't yeah. allowed to write on anything. Like there was no evidence of child, <laughs> you know, except for like one spot in the basement in my little Corner. hut kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it took a long time for me to realize like, wait, I don't have to, that doesn't have to be, you know, when you figure out like, oh, what's normal for me? It doesn't have to be the yeah. way it is. I can, yeah. I can make my own rules. Um, did you put, did you put butcher paper all over the walls? Like y'all just decorate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would take apart these grocery bags and just, yeah, like, just do. And they would, they would tell me what every button did. Like they knew, like yeah. they owned it. Um, and that was hard when we got back. It was like, we had to take down all of those things. Aww. But, but once they kind of got to own their space, I think that also really helped. Like they yeah. liked being in the bedroom and you know, like it was their bedroom and not just a sterile, like. Place we forced them to move (laughs) with no personality yeah so So we have to take a pause right there and you can hear the second half of my interview with mandy wallace next week um there's a good reason (laughs) halfway through uh this conversation with mandy this old mac that i uh this old secondhand Mac that I record on um, freaked out on me, and I thought for sure I was going to lose the whole file. Um, the recording program crashed, and uh, I sat there staring at the wheel of death with my guest next to me, going, Oh my gosh, we just lost an hour's worth of conversation. Um, and I. <laughs> felt so sick to my stomach. Um, but luckily the, um, temporary files were still stored and I was able to, um, grab those files and, and my guest graciously agreed to come back next week. And I know you're not going to hear this in real time, but when this podcast goes live, that's actually the day that she's coming back over to record. Um, because I want you to hear the end of her Um, road school experience and the end of that sort of season in their life. Um, I think it's a really cool part of what their family has done and um, something to be celebrated and uh, marveled at because that is more than I have the capacity for, although I would love to. So with that being said, uh, that is the end of part one. Part two is coming next week. Um, If you... Uh, would love to reach out. If you would like to reach out, I would love to hear from you. Um, the email is I see you, Mama. I S E E M A M A podcast. I see you, Mama podcast 
M-I-S-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, you can leave a comment. You can leave, um, you can record something and send it to me if you have something you're really excited about and you want to tell me about it. You can do all kinds of stuff. Um, just reach out. I love conversations. These are, this is why I started the com- this podcast is because I had really cool conversations with moms just like you who were out there um, doing the really cool work of motherhood and also the really cool work of just not forgetting about themselves and, and, you know, focusing on, like, I also want to have this in my life and I can't spend all my time up to my eyeballs in diapers. And I just love those stories. I love how people kind of come alive when they talk about what they're excited about. So if you are enjoying the podcast, um, wherever you find your fine podcasts, um, be that Apple podcasts or, um, wherever that is, if you will go and rate the podcast and leave a comment, that would be great. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear what you think. Um, and when you rate and you comment, it helps other people, other mamas like you find this podcast. And, um, I hope it's something you're willing to share, share it with your friends and, um, I keep on listening and, uh, thank you guys for being incredible listeners when, um, even when I took a month off, you were still out there downloading um, episodes, and it's just really cool to watch this sort of, it's literally a circle in the map, get bigger and bigger and bigger as people um, share and listen to this podcast. So thank you guys so much. I owe that all to you, um, listeners, and I really appreciate you. So with that, I will see you next week. Go out there and keep doing your awesome thing. I see you, Mama. And uh, even if no one else does, even if you think you're just kind of lost in the shuffle, I see you out there doing really cool things. So I'll see you next week. Bye.